Hello again, and welcome to the Art and Business of Community Theater, also known as the Monroe Community Players Podcast, featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David Warren. Looking around the Green Room, I see today... Brian Burchett-Ross. Robert Yeoman. Ron Roberts. And I see a new face. <gasps> oh! Kathleen McBee. Kathleen McBee. Welcome to the green room, Kathleen. A new groupie. I know it's a new groupie. It's everything you wish it to be, I think. Um, We like to be a diverse group, but unfortunately, we only like to be diverse one person at a time. Someday now, now that gives us actually, um, and diversity is a broad term for us. Um, oh, I guess I could make a, a joke about mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. no, 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 um, but, no, but no, we, no. We, we maybe we'll have to bring both Carol and Kathleen together since uh, Devoe has also been on the show as well, but mm-hmm. she's uh, moved to Florida now. Um, you know, maybe we we're almost getting to where we can do a whole episode with just the women. Oh, so wouldn't that be exciting? Maybe we should try that someday. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. So, Kathleen, tell us a little about your theater background and your your experience well, I, here. I was, you, she and I, by the way, have worked on several shows together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bob, or, uh, Dave was in my very first big role that I had with uh, community players in Leaving Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to that audition just to supervise and ended up be, being cast. So yeah. that was wonderful. And Brian was in my very first show with uh, community players, Odd Couple. Yeah. You, you were one of the Pigeon Sisters. Yeah. Uh, yep. yeah. So that was 2013. Now, so I'm coming now, up to nine years. Not to wow. not to be a, a picky, but some people would consider a Pigeon Sister a pretty good role, too. Oh. You know, yeah. I, know, I know leaving Iowa, you're more a co-lead co- kind of thing, but... Oh. There's no bad roles in Odd Couple. Mm-mm. No. That was a very fun show. It was a wonderful first experience and hooked me. I hear they want to do it again. Yes. We, we've talked about it. That's a rumor. It is a rumor. Maybe, but maybe the female version. Oh. Female version, I yeah. If we did it again, I would do a female version. Yeah, because, because of course, our joke is that we'll do it in drag. And that, <laughs> and, oh, good. And that's, Kathleen's that's rolled her eyes already. <laughs> that's for All you. Right, so and that's def- for you, Carol. Love you. The, the definition of the female version is there's no women in it. Is this the definition now? What the heck? Well, you know, the Jesus or the brothers would have to be played by women then, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we'll be equal. We're very fair there. about it. <laughs> Um, but no, you've been in a lot of shows. Um, you and I, in fact, have worked across different theater groups as well. Yeah. Um, we've both been in shows at the Toledo Repertory Theater. Two. Um, two of them. Uh, just two? Uh, feels one, like more. One slight hitch, and it came from Mars. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like, feels like we're just old hands there, but frankly, neither of us. Have you been in anything else with them? Our Town. Our Town. Um, you did I did our some town. backstage yep, work right. for so them. I saw you in Our Town, in fact. Yep. Yep. Oh, backstage. Uh, okay. I did backstage on bus stop. So, okay, backstage on bus stop. Mm-hmm. That's right. I remember bus stop. Our good friend Norb Nowak uh, was also in, I think, both those productions as mm-hmm. well. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And he's done some other things as well. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're just throwing out names here that no one else may know in the audience, but, you know, gosh, we like to toss out the names. It makes us feel good. <laughs> yes. And for the, if they're listening, they, if they they're get listening, to, they, they get their nice like, little Ooh. shout out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. That's exciting. So, yep. So we're, we're very pleased to have you enjoying the discussion today. Um, but before we get to the discussion today, I understand that we have a field report to, to turn in. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, um, turns out that uh, Mr. Burchette Ross has been traveling. 
I have seen many shows, but we aren't going to talk about his travels yet. No. No. We're going to stay closer to home. Tune in for Um, that for me later. We're we're going to stretch his uh, recent trip to Broadway. Once again, to New York City, we're going to stretch that out over two or three different episodes, um, because even though we talk about community theater here, we feel it's good to keep apprised of what's happening in the professional world, because eventually that will come down to us in community theaters for the most part, except, you know, for fan of the opera that they still seem to refuse to let us do uh, for <laughs> reasons unknown. Jersey boys. Jersey, can't touch oh, it yet. We love mm-hmm. Jersey boys, wouldn't we? Now, now, but just remember, um, El, El De Facto Captain, that um, the farther we stretch this out, the the more my memory tends to be, be a little on the shady side. Um, before you know it, I'll be telling you that Matthew Broderick started and everything. Yeah. Um, I understand you had a close call with Matthew Broderick this last trip. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what, yes. They we almost did. saw him again on stage. <laughs> <laughs> we almost did, but we were relieved we didn't. Yeah. Um, Love you, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, we, uh, uh, but before, yes. But, but yeah, so let's talk about Tootsie. Tootsie is, uh, now we saw that down in Toledo at the Stranahan. Mm-hmm. Um one of those uh, musicals that, of course, originated from uh, the movie uh, Tootsie, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, I, I, uh, eh. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole review? That was, oh. that was the review in the nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a very funny script. Uh, it stayed pretty close to the original. Uh, the big difference being, uh, instead of it being taking place in a soap opera, him getting a role as a, a woman in a soap opera, he gets the role on Broadway of a new musical called Juliet uh, that takes place because in this version, Juliet didn't die and lived, and then Juliet goes on to have this next, her next big romance, and it's a big romantic musical, and uh, the the character of Michael, uh, Tootsie, uh, ends up playing, getting the part of her nurse. And then, of course, you know, you've got the director who's a real sexist, misogynist jerk, and, and, and you know, Michael straightens them out, and of course, and everybody loves Dorothy and, and the whole bit. But of course, that way they can add all the music in, um, you know, to the show as well. So, so the music takes place within the within the some of it, the other play. It's within the show. It's some a show it. within a show, kind of. It thing. is a show within a show, and it does take place a little bit. So, with the music, uh, did you enjoy it? No. You did not enjoy it. Not the music. I, I didn't dis. I didn't dislike it. I just much like you said with uh, Evan Hansen, it was just mediocre. There was there was nothing mediocre. Yes. Mediocre. <laughs> I don't know what mediocre is. <laughs> it, it's it was even less than mediocre. It was mediocre. mediocre. Um, but yeah, it was mediocre. There was nothing that that came out of that that I was like, yeah. Well, just so our listeners know, David Yazbek was the uh, is the musical. Uh, the composer, and he also some of his credits were the Full Monty, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, which all three were nominated for Tony Awards. So I'll it's interesting, yeah. really, that, that you would make that comment about. Yeah, and I've I've listened to all those soundtracks and liked them, but mm-hmm. but um yeah, this one I mean, uh, and, and I will, and as in in the future I'm gonna when I talk about some of the other musicals that we just recently saw in New York that I had never heard the music of, uh, it really made me realize that 
the music of Tootsie, I did not. Well, I take that back. There's a the opening song of Act Two is cute, uh, and I can't tell you what the title is because it has the big f bomb in it in the title. Oh, oh, yeah, but fudge. Fudge. Oh, fudge. Save that for our next discussion. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, the um, uh, uh, the music was okay. I really honestly would have preferred to have seen it as a comedy. Just as a straight comedy, I think it would have worked just a little bit better. Um, the music to me was distracting and boring. But, but The these... music felt forced? I don't want to say... F- <sighs> Was it? I don't know if it's forced. Was it Dave Grusin's original theme? Was that one of the themes they used? No, they didn't use any of the original stuff. Oh. They didn't. I was waiting for something. I was waiting for you know someone's telling me it might be you or you know some one of those songs or the Tootsie song that Stephen Bishop did. But um, no, they didn't use any of that. It was all new music, and it just it just was kind of it. It, it was like. It was vanilla. Yeah. It was extremely vanilla. That's too bad. So. But, but if you consider the music, if it related to the show that was within the show... Um, it worked, okay. Maybe maybe that was different. So so the, yeah. it wasn't in the traditional sense of, you know, uh, the Michael character's off doing something, contemplating something, and he sings a song. It was like, okay, we're well, going on no, stage and rehearsing something. Oh, they, they had both. both of it. They had okay. both. You know, they had where he was singing, you know, oh, I, you know, I thought I was doing a good thing, and now I'm in love with this woman, and blah, 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 and she knows me as, you know. So there were, yeah, it was, it had both. It had the music within the show, and then it had its own, you know, character music um, for each character. But, again, it was vanilla. I didn't care for the music. I didn't walk out humming a tune or even thinking about a tune um and that to me was the most disappointing when you when you go see a musical that to me is like that's it but it is uh but it was the the show was funny the actors were great uh the sets were really good i love say what about set design anything yeah set design was new interesting that we could steal not really i mean I incorporate love, into our own productions. I love a they they used what I what I call and I don't know what it's really called. They used the cabinets, um, which is uh, you know they bring out these big cabinets and then they open them up and all of a sudden it's the apartment. Okay, oh, and then they shut okay. it yeah. and then they yeah, spin it around that. and they open up the other side and, and it's something else. And it's something else. We did. Yeah, we've used that technique a couple times on our stage. Um, most Mary Poppins. Recently it was Mary yeah. Poppins. I'm thinking when. We started with the exterior of the house, and then we opened the house up to reveal the interior. But they t- sounds like they took it another step further by having two sides. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that's an interesting idea. Um, but it took about six of them to spin that thing around and so they were open it up. So, so it wasn't big. motorized. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't motorized. Yeah. No. So, so that's something we could copy though, and on, if we ever get back on a big stage like that again, right? Mm-hmm. If we can figure out the weight problem, yeah. Oh, well, and that, that was a problem we had yeah. um, on going all the way back to Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. as I often do, um, because we discovered that way too much the floors tend, of the stages tend to be soft because mm-hmm. they're intended for dancing Plowed and right started in. plowing right in, so Ooh. we couldn't move the sets. We had to come up with a different solution. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. That's yeah. why good insurance is a good thing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. that's why we have insurance. That's, um, why, that's why you become a member because you've got to be registered as a member so you're covered by our insurance. Um, yes. But but and we've seen that technique also um, at, at things like ActFest. 
mm-hmm. um, where, where they've they've brought in boxes and just kind of keep opening up and opening up and to yeah. other reveal other things. So that's that's interesting. So that's great. Yeah. Um, so all in all, I would uh, you know for me personally, and of course this is just a one old man's opinion, and you know what they say about opinions, but um, I'd give it a C. A C. C. Wow. C. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I'm glad I went and saw it just to say I saw it, but eh. Mm-hmm. It's not something I'd ever run back to again. Here's the ultimate litmus test. Did you get a magnet? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, I just get a magnet because any show I go see, I got to have the magnet. That's it's available. If you didn't like the show, you probably wouldn't see, have I bought just, the magnet. I just saved the program. In comparison to Officer and a Gentleman. I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering on that one. Too. I was waiting. Uh, yes, I liked it better than Officer and a Gentleman, mm-hmm. which is actually, to Bob's point, the only show I walked out and said, no, I don't need a magnet. <laughs> Oh, so I did. I guess you're right because I didn't buy a magnet for that. I was like, I don't need a magnet. I don't need nothing for that show. Okay, well, excellent. Well, thank you so much for that show report, Brian. As our as no our problem, field Dave. reporter, and oh. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> He's going up the gangplank of the Hindenburg. <laughs> going on. Um, so so exciting. So that's good. So. Um, as we are recording this, we are entering into what is commonly known in the vernacular as the holiday season. So, for the rest of our time today, we thought it might be fun just to review Christmas shows. Cool. Um, or, even beyond that, are there other shows that people do this time of year that are considered holiday shows that maybe don't pertain to Christmas? Mm. Um, you know, are there, I don't know if there's any shows uh, devoted to things like Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or something like that. Um, because Christmas, you know, is the the big holiday. Mm-hmm. New Year's Eve falls in there, too. Is there Are there shows for New Year's? Um, we just finished a production of A Christmas Carol. Um, us and about 89% of the rest of the groups in, in the in the country are doing a Christmas carol right yeah. now. Well, the rep uh, just put one out, too. Yeah, the rep yeah. has it. They've been doing it for 30 or 40 years now. Now, wasn't that normally at the Valentine? Well, they've, they've, the rep has always been the one doing it, though, but they've been going to other venues. Ah. So they're back. I think they went back to their own stage this year. Um, but they had done it at the Valentine. I think they've done it as, as uh, in the Stranahan as well, which is you know is a giant. I don't know how many thousand seat auditorium. Um, the Valentine. I don't know which one seats more. I think um, the Valentine does. Yeah, because I, really? I, I seem to remember the, their big advertising push was that people they were flying people mm-hmm. during Christmas Carol. Well, and I haven't seen the Toledo one in a long time, but I, they were back at their. It was in their theater still um i was very impressed with it at that point um they they did neat things like the bed so when ghost christmas past came out how she took her took scrooge from place to place was on the bed so the bed would spin around i'm pretty sure that was in toledo i don't know if they still do it and Um, speaking of ours if you don't mind me saying we actually have our bed did move we, our bed did move, but, move. but we do have, because uh, uh, we just, players finished it this weekend, we do have two of our own uh, uh, groupies uh, that were stars of the show sitting yep. right yep. right here right now, Mr. Yep. Yeoman and Ms. McBee. Yep, Bob, Bob was Ebenezer, and uh, Ms. McBee was uh, the ghost of Christmas past, among a couple other small characters, I believe. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, and yeah. and Dave, yes, yeah, and our own illustrious. That? Well, well, I, I adapted. Sorry, it. I forgot. <laughs> I adapted it. I um, thought you were having a stroke. Um, 
or, or I should say, it was interesting because I gave my permission to uh, to the director, to uh, Val Jonas, to uh, kind of <laughs> take. She took two of my adaptions and put them together, and kind of uh, took what she liked best from both of them. Because you know, let's face it, Christmas Carol, we know the story. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's good about it. Now I know the publishing houses aren't going to be happy with me, the rights houses, but you don't have to buy a Christmas Carol. You can take it yourself and cut out cut out what you need and rewrite it um, if you have any skills at all. You know, Dickens has already written it. Um, it's just a matter of kind of rearranging it and figuring out what you can do on stage and what you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but And Christmas Carol, though, as we're talking about it, it's probably this, is this the right word, the seminal Christmas show. I mean, it's been going on since 1843. Wow. Um, and it was a adapted onto stage plays almost i think before dickens died even yes this is one of his most popular works if not the most popular that's the show um, that took over originally he was doing uh readings from all of his books and uh, poems and he was doing that and then it got too weary for him mm-hmm. so it became a christmas carol that's what everybody wanted to hear right mm-hmm. so that's what he just he would come in introduce it start it then come back at the end to collect the money, basically. Yeah. Well, my my memory is um, there's a wonderful book out called The Man Who Invented Christmas, I believe. Um, it's about Charles Dickens and his uh, his career, and especially about Christmas Carol. And it was made into a television um, movie as well. I cannot remember what network it's on. It's probably out there on Netflix or someplace you want to find it. I want to say it's TNT, and it was... And something to do with Queen Victoria. Yeah, I thought it was very good. I watched yeah. it. Um, something I didn't realize, for example, when when uh, Dickens came to America, his American tour was pretty much a, considered a flop. He hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mm-hmm. he found the American audiences rude. They didn't relate to him. Um, it was just a whole, whole thing. Um, but, you know, we loved the book. Still do. And gosh, it's been adapted and readapted um, in different ways. Spirited being the last one I know that Apple um, has right now. Oh, yes. On, um, with uh, Ryan Reynolds and, and Will, Ferrell. Uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yep. Um, Which so I thought was cute. It's cute. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, my life has changed because I saw this movie. It was nowhere near as good as the Bill Murray Scrooged. Yeah, Scrooge. Oh, I yeah. loved Scrooged. I do too. I watch it every year. That's yeah, that. That is the only one I watch in that version. And I, I love it mainly because of the concept that the ghost, which is, it's not a spoiler, I think, but same thing in Spirited, that the ghosts are never retired. <laughs> They're yeah. still out there doing their thing every Christmas, yep. um, just met, picking on different people. Yep. Yep. Um, so they're at it. Um, but other Christmas shows, what, you know, because Christmas Carol's a given, um, what other ones, you know, I think Christmas Story is, is a given now too. It's become quite mm-hmm. popular. Yeah. Um, we d- we've done the stage version ourselves a couple times. I know there's a musical version. Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, I've I think, never even I think seen that's it. what I've the Croswell just did, it. the musical version. Right. Oh, and well, they did it because they had a holiday, I don't know, assortment, you'd call it back when I was still doing shows with them and it was a really lovely song A Mother's Work Is Never Done yeah. well, and it was really it was one of those you, you welled up yeah. hmm. I, and I've got to give a shout out to Midland Center for the Performing Arts uh, they just did the they're doing the or just did the Christmas Story the musical um, a person I know through the Community Theater Association Emily Anderson is starring as a mother but one of our own alum from Monroe Community Players is the choreographer, I believe, Christina Campion. Oh, really? 
Oh. Who isn't oh. Christina Campion anymore because she got married? But um, she's <laughs> oh, the way we don't want to talk about her. Then. But but she, I, I'm pretty sure I saw that she she did oh, the uh, choreography. So that that's a wonderful thing that you know. And again, she's someone awesome. we all knew. Just so you all know, mm-hmm. someone we all knew growing up. She played Dorothy for me in Wizard of Oz once upon a time, and a wonderful talent. It's just it was just so wonderful to see that she's working for, frankly, a pretty big time outfit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's well, the first Christmas movie I would remember was Auntie Mame. Yes, which which I think that can be part of a discussion. Is that really a Christmas movie? Christmas is in it, and Christmas is a large portion of it. Well, Auntie Mame, it's just really the that one section of her life when she's down and she has to go to work in the store for Christmas, right? And then they have the bit down in Texas. Is that a Christmas? Am I blending the two? I didn't think it was Christmas. I'm blending the two together. But I think that's where we need a little Christmas, I believe, comes from the musical version of it. Right, right. And isn't, isn't, uh, and on that note, isn't Meet Me in St. Louis, that has a Christmas, that has actually my favorite Christmas song of all time, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That that song will choke me up every time I love it. Well, and we can't forget, if we're using that as the category being Christmas shows, I've been in oh. Christmas show oh. twice oh, no. as Daddy no, Warbuck. No, no. <laughs> Annie. Annie ends Annie. with the big Christmas scene. Yeah. So oh. Can you really call that a Christmas movie with one scene? But but there it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I guess that's that's, that's our discussion. Yeah, that's what makes it a Christmas show. Could you put it on at Christmas time and, and say, here's a Christmas show for you because it's got a scene with Christmas in it. And I'll go one, I'll give you another one. Mentions Christmas at the beginning, mentions Christmas at the end, mentions New Year's as a song about New Year's. Rent. <laughs> that, that's a stretch. <laughs> but I'm saying yeah. they, they get locked out on New Year's. Um, they they sing their several songs and mention you know Christmas, Christmas. You know I, I don't I can't think, but it's taking place at Christmas time. What's her name at the end? Dies on New Year's and then comes back. Oh, and, spoiler. And spoiler. Did I spoil that for somebody? And it's an angel. And it's an angel that brings her back. Yes. It's almost like someone actually wrote it. <laughs> okay, so so what about uh, Wonderful Life, um, the radio show? Yep. Well, even the oh, that's not show. Christmas. No. We've done both. Yeah. <laughs> we've done both the, in players. We have done both the radio show and the regular production. We've done the radio show twice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we have. I got to play the uncle for once. Yeah, I, I should have brought. I didn't bring my big list of all the shows we've done, but we've done that. We also times. did uh, best Christmas pageant ever. Yep, which is well, always we've done a, that a couple a, times too. I think that's the one we've. Didn't I say? Isn't that the one we've done the most five times? I think it five. Is. Ooh. Yeah. As long as you've got a fireman, you've got a show. Though with this, <laughs> this with this production of Christmas Carol, we, they may be tied by this point. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. yeah, you need the fireman for that. Y'all did Tuna Christmas. Y'all yeah. did the <laughs> Tuna Christmas is a Christmas show. That's a Christmas show. That's I mean, a Christmas show. Back to the point that uh, if you do the production the right way, which I think we did. Um, I, I say yes. every every scene has its own tree. Yes, every location, and That's the way some of the be. professional yes. productions will actually drag the trees out at the end, so all the trees took a bow essentially, mm-hmm. so you could see all the different trees that were used. Yeah, really. Yeah, there's because there's about six or seven of them by the time you're done. Yeah. See. Oh yeah. Dave and Bob did it here in Monroe. I did it up in Ipsy, and I, you guys did the same thing that we did. Then used a tree for each. 
Because I know my Didi's so the tree Miller was, house has a tree. Didi's has a tree. Yeah. yeah, we had hand grenades hanging off the trees. Yeah, shotgun yeah. shells, shotgun shells, all that wonderful stuff. Yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of things the set designer can play play with. Oh yeah, yeah, that just adds to their characters in that. So, um, there's another show that I've never seen called I think the Christmas Schooner. That I oh had yeah, some people think to talk highly of. It was I, about a schooner in, in Lake Michigan, I believe, that was carrying Christmas trees. Um, and I think it sank. Yeah, the weather it got started rough. The tiny ship was tossed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if not for the <laughs> courage, the fearless crew. Those Christmas But it had something to do with you know how they lost. saved the people and everything. And um, I've heard uh, that it was it's a, a very uplifting show. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, as you open the so yeah, catalog for MTI, it's like first page. Okay. They still have a catalog. They still had a catalog. Paper. Paper. Wow. I'm on the mailing list. Okay. I miss those J.C. Penny Christmas catalogs. Aren't they the best? They were the best. And the Sears. Sears and, Sears and the J.C. Pennies and the Montgomery Ward. The toys I mean, are us. Come on. <laughs> yep, Toys R Us. But I remember, little kid, I remember just going Ma- through there, circling list. everything. Making yeah. a list. Thanks, yeah. Don't use the yellow crayon. Use the blue one so I can see it. I'll tell you what I said. After we're done here, I'll tell you what I actually was circling that made my mom go, why are you circling that? But that's a whole different. That's another story. That's a whole different story. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Um... Charlie Brown Christmas, yep. Um, Which we yeah. tried, we tried and tried and tried. Actually, I think we it. should start like no. now. I really do think we need to do that too. Uh, Charlie Brown, and uh, they have a whole bunch out there. Uh, Rudolph, uh, there's a junior. I think there's also a regular version of Rudolph. I'm, I'd like to know what the difference is because this is something that Ron brought up in a, in a more recent podcast, and I can't because when I was looking for the rights to Charlie Brown, and there was you know I find the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and then I find a Junior Rudolph Red Nosed Reindeer Junior, and I'm like, why do we need a difference in this one since it's pretty <laughs> since much it was pretty much for three hundred bucks. Well, good one. well you know, maybe I, I think it's the size of the Bumble costume is the difference. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> But I, I can, I and I didn't read either one, so I don't well, know why. But that kind of like, goes back to an earlier episode, probably what fourteen. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that, uh, Kathleen's looking at us. That's an inside that's joke. Just, you'll, you'll know as we're going along. We're trying to hit certain points. I had to talk about Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be in Daddy Warbucks not once, but someone twice. has to make a cat sound. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> um, and for the baseball aficionados, yes, there's a sports analogy. There's sports right? analogy. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah we're, we're looking for new in jokes. And wait, new, and Fruit Loops has to fit in here somewhere, right? Yes. Okay. Not tricks, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Fruit Loops. <laughs> okay, so Bob. Uh, I'm sorry, Bob raised his hand. We let Bob. no, no, no. <laughs> he just got excited because he heard we Fruit Loops. loops. <laughs> we cereal aficionados deal with this kind of prejudice all the time. <laughs> Go back to your special K morning, yeah. <laughs> for heaven's sake. And we'll go into the tangent verse here a little bit. So, what was the name of that cereal we were talking about the other day? Kaboom. Kaboom. Yeah. Had like clown shaped faces, I think. Yeah. Different fruit, fruit flavors. Oh my god. Which could oh. be Fruit Loops. Yeah. That was before my time. I got caught up in the whole new Quake thing. Quake versus Quisp. 
Yeah, well, they changed Quake because oh, that's right. Quake he wasn't went, working, so they <laughs> they made him Ron, Ron's head is exploding over here, and Kathleen's looking at me. This is called the tangent verse, and this Told is what we fun. do. I was like, "How did we get here?" Yeah, <laughs> the tangent universe. Well, what, what, well wait and watch what how we get back. like yourself don't get is that cereals used to be a big deal. Oh, big. Oh big no, deal. I I big get deal. cereals never, for a big deal. Lucky you, Charms only happened at Grandma's house. That's the only time we got oh, Lucky Charms. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh. So you never you never grandmother. Ate grape nuts. <laughs> you never actually ate the cereal. It's like you're going down the aisle and go, "Who's got the best toy inside?" No. Yeah. Yep. yep. Okay. Since we're on the cereal thing, what what I used to love to do when I was a kid, and I think this is this is kind of nice. We're talking Christmas, and what do we do at Christmas? We reminisce a lot. That's you know what we do. Anyway, when I was a kid, we we my mom bought Rice Krispies and Cheerios quite a bit because there weren't a sugar. And then she would lightly put just a little bit on top. See, then she'd go get ready for work, and I would take and dump. (laughs) But I didn't, this is really horrible, I wouldn't stir it. You take it and let it sit at the bottom, and then when you take that cereal, you scrape that bottom and get a big old chunk of sugar right in there. Oh, yeah. Your teachers must have loved you. I (laughs) would. Oh, you just you just feel your gums go no 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 no. But yeah, yeah. So that's that's what I did as a kid because we didn't have a lot of that. We can sugar smacks once in a while, but that was about it. I don't I don't know if there are any cereal based shows. Well, there might be in Candyland reference. I didn't know there was as many cartoon based. Well, we'll we'll get to that when I get to. Well, that's but, the whole nostalgia. Well, uh, so so kind of circle back to our topic du jour. Yeah, where were we? <laughs> um, so so we've named like so Christmas Carol, Christmas Story, Wonderful Life, um, some that we think are probably you know on the edge of being Christmas shows because people do any any time of year. Do they have a show for uh, Elf? Yes. Elf. Is yeah. Elf. I Elf. mean, you got to mention that's got to be a good one. I, I saw that last year at the Stranahan actually. Enjoyed it very much. Musical, and I believe mm-hmm. the yeah. Grinch is available. Yes, out Grinch there. is oh, yes. available too. Yep, that's uh, a, that's a big one. But 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 yeah, I, I, are there other traditional Christmas shows that that we're just not thinking about? And I'm I'm not nece- I'm not necessarily talking you know the religious kind of shows. I do believe the Celine area players just did. I uh, guess Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Oh, oh, okay. oh! I've heard that. Show. And I then also it. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, of course! How could I forget? And I think Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street has both versions, a musical and non-musical version. Yeah. Now and White Christmas. One that if oh yeah, if, if, if there's someone out there who knows how to get rights from Rankin Bass. Um, the the people did all those wonderful Christmas specials. I'd love the year without a Santa Claus. Yes, Shirley Booth. Um, well, if we could get her too, that would be a miracle. <laughs> but I'd go for it. It would literally be a miracle, but, but folks. I, I have I've got the uh, Mister, you know, the the Miser Brothers song in my head. Oh yeah, Mister Snow Miser, yeah. uh, Mister Fun. Oh, I love that. I love that one. And the Mister Heat Miser. It's like I just would love to do that number. You just do them all in concert. You know, everybody walks up with dressed in black and white with red folders and just hmm actually that might not be a bad idea copyrighted Robert Yeoman 20% (laughs) (laughs) already (laughs) well you'd have to get ASCAP rights and everything to do the music but that's for the lawyers to deal with I am a creative you know I I think uh, some sort of holiday uh Musical review might be fun. 
throw in a few traditional hymns and you got yourself a show mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely everybody uh, everybody loves the music of the holiday you know it just sets i think yeah. it added so much to our show oh it did a christmas yeah. carol mm-hmm. having the choir and the singers and the the songs within yeah just added something yeah and even the way you ended it with that we wish you a merry christmas and then you got the whole the whole audience singing along and and it it was it was you know i i and i i've told dave this and ron knows this i don't know about you two but um i I just have never really been a fan of the the christmas carol i i i don't care for the i didn't care for it in any version other than maybe scrooge um that being said Adding that music to me was like, oh, this is kind of, it, it, yeah, it lifted you up a little bit, lifted that heart up a little bit. So, um, yeah, I thought that was excellent. I thought it was great. It was great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Not that I can take credit for it, but say, say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for it. No one will now, Brian, you know, sorry, we have listeners all over voice. the country and world. <laughs> now, to be, I just meant our players. To be careful, Brian, you could just have the whole <laughs> sugar that, rush That may thing. be true. So. Uh, but no, we... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do think uh, White Christmas is a, is a good yeah. one. Oh, I didn't um, think about White Christmas. You're right. So, uh, so at this point, we're saying we should already be thinking of our Christmas. Absolutely. Yes, I do. Well, so, and, and that's, next year. If that's a lesson we <laughs> learned this year is we waited too long to try to get the rights for a any of the regular uh, regular Christmas shows, you don't want to be in a position where you're forced to do, to do a Christmas Carol because right. it's the only thing you can get on short notice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, there's I imagine there's probably a thousand different versions of it out there. Oh yeah, or or something back and forth on it. Um, interestingly enough, the script one script I had tried once upon a time was to try to tie it into old. TV characters. So some of the names of the characters in this version we just did actually are references back to TV shows. Some of the, the um, some of the cast did ask me that question yeah, if yeah. I knew that specifically, yeah, well, and I said I yeah, can't answer but, that. But <laughs> but but it's it's much more traditional today. But originally, you know, we would have seen a little more of Lucy and Ethel and being Lucy and Ethel. Well, um, I did get Mrs. McGillicuddy in there. Yes, you did. <laughs> it was a different name every night, Bob. <laughs> It was a different Bob every night. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I know. Martha, 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 Martha. Martha, Martha, Martha. I'm like, are we serious? <laughs> I remember um, Val cutting that and just going, you can't cut that. That's a great joke. Well, no one's going to get the reference. It's a great joke for those of us of a certain age. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And those of us who may have been home last night watching a very Brady Christmas. Yes, that was. <laughs> yes. So the, is there a stage adaptation of that? A very, a very Brady, Brady Christmas? Christmas? Yeah. I don't know. I oh. doubt it. I, there's a, there is a, there are a couple of different versions of the stage version of a Brady Bunch. Yeah. Um, really? out there, oh. but I don't know about the Christmas. I, I do know that they, they have one stage version that kind of combines several episodes. And I think yes, I think they matched that up with the silver platter. Okay. Yeah. That might Music. be at Christmas. Oh, mm-hmm. well, and, and as Brian discovered, um, there are actually a bunch of, on your trip to New York when you found Doonesbury, the musical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are actually oh. quite a few shows that are, I believe are based on car- comic strips. Yeah, the Broadway Museum. But yeah. there's a reason nobody knows about them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, Annie is, is the rare uh, oh. 
popular one. Yes, I've mentioned Charlie two, Brown. Three times now. Three Charlie three Brown times in Charlie one episode. Brown, but only oh, it's Christmas. Uh, Let's uh, have good man, have Charlie it. Brown mm. in particular, and but you know there was a sequel, Snoopy, that isn't done as much, mainly because I think the music's in like a key of F sharp. Plus or something. Like, sharp plus. There's a lot of sharps in there. I think Garfield would be pretty hard to pull off. You know? Yeah, I don't know if there's a Garfield one, but I, I do do think there's one on Beetle Bailey. I know there's one on the comic strip Luann, which is a, a, a not as a popular comic strip, but it's it's one I enjoy. I can't believe that um, they they had a Doonesbury, but they didn't try to do a Bloom County because I would have oh, I would have loved well, a Bloom County way before Doonesbury. See, that's the other thing. We never know about the shows that don't make it. Well, that's true. Yeah, well, they yeah. did Spider-Man, too. Yep. Until, uh, unfortunately, that, that turned out to be a logistical nightmare, and people were getting, too many people were getting injured. However, I do have a story about the actor, um, but I will do that in one of my uh, future reports, because he was in one of the other shows I saw. I'm glad he survived. <laughs> I'm glad he did, too. Yes. <laughs> yeah, too many of them got sp- sp- splatted up. I, I, I think, unfortunately, somebody may have died in that original yeah, production. Yeah, the... <gasps> bone fragment or something in his head because of the special effect the stunts mm-hmm. yeah um, they, they make it look easy in the marvel universe but that's cgi for you mm-hmm. yeah and then yeah. how many spider-man did they have during a show i think it how, does anybody remember how many spider-man there were no for one showing of it i think it was like 15 or something of them because they jump back and forth so it looks like he swung oh I see all over oh yeah yeah, it might have been. It might yeah, have been. I wouldn't want to be the backup for Spider-Man. Nope. No, nope, no, 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 no. He's down. Come on, next. Uh-uh. <laughs> Doc Ock wins. Shut the curtain. We're done. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be Green Goblin. We're not really sure. <laughs> we got it for 50% off after Halloween. <laughs> yeah, because I believe that was done by the same person who had done Disney's Lion King. Yeah. The director, and it mm-hmm. was just Julie... Taymor? Yeah, I think that sounds right. There's no flying in Lion King, though, is no. there? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, no. But they thought her expertise and, and her vision would carry forward and ended up just not working very well. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this, since it's kind of a or this is kind of a holiday uh, episode. I'm curious because I've got all my friends gathered around here by our nice fire and we're drinking our hot cocoa with our marshmallows. And our eggnog, which Ron keeps spiking, but I can't figure out why. Oh, stop it. Um, what is, what is every one of you, what is your, one of your favorite uh, song, Christmas songs from a Christmas musical? Or a musical that has Christmas in it? Wow, 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 Well, you can't top that. Yeah. <laughs> Close the book. We're done. <laughs> That's got to be the best one. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. I, I like it. We need a little Christmas. Uh, from Mame. From Mame. Yeah. Run. Uh, that would be uh, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Judy Garland. Yep. That's a good one. That's That's my favorite. Bob? You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. (laughs) Of course. Mr. Scrooge likes Mr. Grinch. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. uh, What's yours, Brian? What's yours, Brian? What's yours, huh? Have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. I just think it's wonderfully warm and sentimental and... 
there's a few lines in there that get me. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. yeah. So hopefully we get Die Hard the musical soon, and we get a true Christmas musical. <sighs> Greatest Christmas movie ever made. <laughs> now wait a second. Do the sequels count as Christmas movies too? Well, the, the, only the second one. Only, only on April Fools. You mean the Die Hards? Yeah. The second one also takes place on Christmas it Eve does. on a okay. in, on a plane. How many are there? Four. Four. Five, more than. Imagine the big musical Yippee Kaye, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> There's nice. Now, in real life, there is something seriously wrong with. Um, First of all, yes, yeah, he has a he has a, a some Maybe, kind of yeah. disease where he cannot remember things or he can't. Yeah, um, it, it, I do not recall what it was before there. Wait a second, do you have it too, Dave? No. Oh, you just said you can't recall. <laughs> I, get, I see what you did there. Ah, nice. Um, there was the setup. There's the hit. Oh. I don't, I don't think they call it dementia. They call it something Aphasia. Else. Aphasia? Yeah. I know that from Star Trek. Okay. Aphasia's on stun. Um. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> There's your Christmas present wrapped up in a bow. <laughs> I'm going to go home now. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe maybe you should. <laughs> but yeah, no. no. Uh, but I do think Die Hard, I mean, I know we're going to digress here again, but Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'm sorry. It is. Okay. But I also think Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. So what, what do I think? Blasphemy. Uh, it is. It takes place at Christmas time. Yeah, but that costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even at the end, Bruce Wayne says, God bless us, everyone. Or something no. to that version. Oh. He goes, the costume. <laughs> what have you done, Alfred? <laughs> I was going to say, Batman can't say Tiny Tim's line. Does no, he really? He does. He says something like that, like goodwill to all of us, Alfred, or something. You know, it's a, it's very. So Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, we're not talking. We're not going far, that far back to that classic, which is a classic. So, so did we hit your point, Dave? Or? I don't know. We just kind of rattled off different shows. So hopefully it gives some people some ideas out there about what they might do for their next season. I do think the uh, takeaway is if you want to do a show like yeah, the Charlie Brown. Get it early. Uh, get it, get it early. Get it early the and, then, okay, and the other thing I think you need to consider is your timing of when you're going yes. to do that show because the season is so busy for people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting it out there, getting it promoted early, getting well, it on people's and, radar. And this may be something for consideration as well. We when we were doing Christmas Carol, you know, we 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 were trying to do Charlie Brown, um, which we did not get the rights for, but we were looking at the starting this show the week before Thanksgiving, which something in my gut personally says that's too early. Mm-hmm. But the thinking was, let's get a jump on all the rest of the holiday stuff and do it at that time. Um, uh, so for whatever reason, I was, I guess, outvoted. Um, but then as time went on and we realized we weren't going to get the rights to the show we wanted, that, that we would have to switch gears, then it became, okay, which weekend before Christmas? Um, part of me wonders, and this is something for other groups to consider, is, you know, because I think I even asked the question, do we dare try to do just a Reader's Theater thing and try to do it on actually on Christmas Eve? Are there enough people out there mm-hmm. that want to take their family out to see some on Christmas Eve? Like... And, and I don't know, this is probably the same thing that other people like Nutcracker, for example, which is, tends to be is a ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do they go through the same thing? Or is it just the week before Christmas, two weeks before Christmas? So I think it's a good question. Is, is, is it fair game anytime after Thanksgiving? 
but then you have the problem of your cast. I was going to say, yeah. not only do you have attendance, uh, but you know, will your cast commit to if that? I'm getting paid mm-hmm. for it. And that's different. It might be different, but <laughs> sure. but as a volunteer cast, you know, when are they willing to come in and do it for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's how we settle on basically the second week of, of <laughs> which I think is a good summer here. I think a second week is always good because that still gives two weeks before Christmas. Right. People are in, in the Christmas spirit by then. Yes, those who are going to be. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think second weekend. Is and now in our neck of the woods, um, here in Monroe County, Michigan, we almost all avoid anything on the first weekend because that's when Ida has their big Christmas parade. Yes. Right. Which, yep. for those of you who are living out of state, listening to us from far across the globe, Indiana, there at least Indiana, <laughs> at least Indiana. Indiana. Um, this little town of Ida quadruples maybe in size and population um probably from you know thousand people of four or five thousand i don't know how many show up to watch this parade a lot and basically just so you know if you want to see a combine covered in lights (laughs) this is the chance to see that this is the place to be yeah see all the farm equipment you you ever wanted to see on lights disney has main street electric parade has nothing on this not on the combines now, but interestingly enough, though, uh, several I, very cold bands, marching bands. The uh, this year, their attendance was um, quite low. Really, really, it was nowhere near what. Um, and in fact, and I was told by uh, firsthand people that I work with that worked out there that it wasn't even in the middle of the parade. People were just getting up and leaving. Now, part of that was because they said it was very, very cold that night. Okay. Um, but okay. at the same time, I remember a lot of freezing nights where that place was packed. I would say I wouldn't yeah. call it that cold for Michigan in December. I didn't think it was that weekend either. But, um, but yeah, people were getting up the middle of it by then and just leaving. So I guess it, this year's turnout was nothing compared to well. And I'm still thinking now we had great turnouts for Christmas Carol. Yes, um, we did. Part of it, though, of course, is our venue is smaller than than we've filled in the past, but. I still think people are a little wary of coming out in yeah. great, into big crowds, mm-hmm. especially because let's remember, folks, it's not just COVID out there still. We've still got flu. We got what this RVS. RVS. Um, yeah. God knows what else. I thought about buying an RVS, um, but I don't know if I'd want to drive it. <laughs> yes. Guggling. I guess I'm going to stick with the aphasias on stun and just go on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so that's something I don't know if other theater groups are seeing that kind of issue. Um, I we, think also our, our ticket pricing was good. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Our pricing was good. I we yes. got comments from that. That was just the right price. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I don't, I don't glad know. to hear that. What was the pricing for uh, Nutcracker at our RCA? Does I have no know? idea. I want to um, say it was close to 50 bucks. Oh, a really? ticket? Oh, I think that was that for uh, an adult and a child. I say my, I wow. would have thought around twenty twenty five. Yeah, I would have um, guessed around twenty. But it depends, because uh, again, some some theaters are doing you know pricing by zone, mm-hmm. which the professional theater has been doing for years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know Croswell, if you want a better seat, you're going to pay more. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, and so I'm sure RRCA may be doing the same tactic. I don't know. I'd have to give a give them a call and find out what they're doing. Mm. Um, I've got a question. Did we ever consider having a preview week? So instead of saying a dress rehearsal, preview, where we can sell the ticket for, we have 50 tickets available at $10 each. But it's only those few tickets in order to get word of mouth going. Um, not 
we have sold dress rehearsals before. And just as a caution to everybody out yeah, there, if you're charging for a ticket, you still pay royalties on it, whether it's a dress rehearsal or not. Yep. Um, because as far as the, the people who own the rights are concerned, that was a performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't think you're going to get around by, <laughs> by charging admission to your, your, your um, rehearsals. Um, I don't think we've ever done a preview week. Now, of course, that's a common thing with the professional theater. Mm-hmm. Um, shows will be tried out in preview before... Um, they officially open, um, but even then, I don't know if the, how much of a discount they give in their pricing. Well, I was saying, the, the, now that we have a venue that we kind of control the times, the time work time working with the mall is challenging at lo- a lot of times. But more performances that we can schedule and have the cast know that no, we're going to have one. The weekend before the show, we're going to put on two performances for ironing out all the... Yeah, and, and we used to have invited audiences at dress rehearsal just to get a feel of what the audience, how the audience may react on opening night. I, I think um, another those, thing you those could... Those were invited at no cost. I think another thing you could add with that is maybe specifically invite your um, advertisers mm-hmm. and give them a benefit and then include mm-hmm. yeah. a backstage tour. Um, so after they preview it, they can see kind of what the backstage looks like. Mm-hmm. This so. is why we need lights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, just add a little something to it um, because those people that are really interested in how that all works and what's going on back there. I mean, sometimes it's it's crazier than the show. Yeah, yes. yeah very true. <laughs> yes. Well, and again, that that might be something of benefit we hadn't thought about in terms of offering to the the advert, advert, advertisers and the benefactors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, this is good good thoughts, good ideas. Nice, nice. Okay, well, folks, she isn't um, just a pretty face. We knew that. I know we knew that. Um, <laughs> I think the, this about wraps up our time. It's a little short episode, but not too bad. Um, but no, it's Christmas. Kind of, People got stuff to do. Like, really like, like hopefully, we gave you some ideas and some things to chew on this episode. Um, we we promised. Uh, hope everybody has a happy holiday because by the time this comes out, it'll probably be just before Christmas. It will be. It'll um, be five days before Christmas. And we'll be excited to see everyone in the New Year's mm-hmm. as well. Um, we've decided we're not going anywhere. Um, so we certainly hope you don't. Um, but I'd like to thank everybody for listening as always. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you like this podcast, you know what to do. Please rate us, uh, et cetera, on Spotify. Though I've heard some people say they've tried to do that and they weren't able to. Do what? To, to rate, rate us, us on Spotify. Oh, I rated us. Yeah. I gave us two stars. What? Well, isn't one the best and five the worst? Yeah, give us five stars. Here's the um, bowl of sugar. Sit in the corner. <laughs> Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to us, you know, help spread the word that we are here. Um, we know we have listeners out there in Indianapolis. We know we have listeners on the West Coast. We have listeners all over. And I'm talking the West Coast of the United States, not of Michigan. Um, so that is something I'd like to ask folks out there. It's like, we're, we're curious to see how far away some of you are listening to us from, given that we are here in Southeast Michigan. You know, if, if you're listening to us from uh, this podcast in Australia, Germany, someplace, we would love to hear from you. And you can always reach us at yahoo.com, our Monroe Community Players at yahoo.com. Send us a little note. We'll love it. Let us know if we can read it on the air. We'll, we'll give you a shout out. Um, and if it's in a foreign language, we'll figure out how to translate it. Amen. Um, because, because <laughs> frankly, our our foreign language skills are probably not very good. Um, but if you can do it in English, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> it would help. It would help. 
Did we uh, actually get a letter? Yes. No, people do send letters, Bob. No, I know that, but of a foreign... <laughs> well, not a foreign. We got a letter, but not a... Well, it was an email. I mean, we can get okay. emails from anywhere. Anyway, you can get that Google Translate. Yeah, if you want to send us an old-fashioned letter, <laughs> um, you can certainly do that. We're at P.O. Box 23, Monroe, Michigan, 48161. Um, Three box tops? Yeah, we, we'll, we'll, give somebody, we'll give somebody the stamp. <laughs> That'll be great. I, I think I remember what those look like. <laughs> um, but no, um, but yeah, letters, uh, emails, um, more groupies fun on our podcast page. And we are, I know it's not much, we, we are trying, we are trying to find some fun things um, uh, to put on there. Uh, you know, pictures of all our smiling faces, having great times doing weird things. Um, not theater weird, just theater weird. Not, I don't want to, no, never mind. <laughs> This is called edit. Done. <laughs> we don't get that. Yeah, like I'm going to start I'm editing done. now. <laughs> um, but again, MonroeCommunityPlayers.org. Um, we, we love you. Glad to have you on board. Glad that you're with us. And we're looking so forward to a happy 2023. Who can believe that? And I just want to say before our, our, our captain here um, wraps it up, to all of you here at this table, Merry Christmas. Been a great year. Thank you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God everyone. bless us. Everyone. Every stinking one. <laughs> bah. <laughs> oh, um, Didn't say humbug. <laughs> so, question of the episode line, because I'll wait for this, is a very simple one. What is your favorite holiday show? And in any holiday, I mean, there are some Easter shows we haven't talked about. Maybe we'll have to do, do those in March or April. Yeah. Um, things like that. Okay. Um, we are the groupies. Oh, never mind. I almost forgot the whole sign-off thing here. The art and business of community theater has been a production of the Monroe Community Players and was recorded high atop the Benish Building in Monroe Public Access Cable Television Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan. We are the groupies, and we will see you where? In the green room. In the green room. In the Thank green room. you, Ron.
Hello again, and welcome to the Art and Business of Community Theater, also known as the Monroe Community Players Podcast, featuring the Green Room Groupies. I'm your de facto host, David Warren. Looking around the Green Room, I see today... Brian Burchett-Ross. Robert Yeoman. Ron Roberts. And I see a new face. <gasps> oh! Kathleen McBee. Kathleen McBee. Welcome to the green room, Kathleen. A new groupie. I know it's a new groupie. It's everything you wish it to be, I think. Um, We like to be a diverse group, but unfortunately, we only like to be diverse one person at a time. Someday now, now that gives us actually, um, and diversity is a broad term for us. Um, oh, I guess I could make a, a joke about Mm-mm. that, but mm-hmm. no, 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 um, but, no, but no, we, no. We, we maybe we'll have to bring both Carol and Kathleen together since uh, Devoe has also been on the show as well, but mm-hmm. she's uh, moved to Florida now. Um, you know, maybe we we're almost getting to where we can do a whole episode with just the women. Oh, so wouldn't that be exciting? Maybe we should try that someday. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. So, Kathleen, tell us a little about your theater background and your your experience well, I, here. I was, you, she and I, by the way, have worked on several shows together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Bob, or, uh, Dave was in my very first big role that I had with uh, community players in Leaving Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to that audition just to supervise and ended up be, being cast. So yeah. that was wonderful. And Brian was in my very first show with uh, community players, Odd Couple. Yeah. And you, you were one of the Pigeon Sisters. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So that was 2013. Now, so I'm coming now, up to nine years. Not to wow. not to be a, a picky, but some people would consider a Pigeon Sister a pretty good role too. Oh, you know, yeah. I know, I know. Leaving Iowa, you're more co lead kind of thing, but so. there's no bad roles in Odd Couple. Mm-mm. No, that was a very fun show. It was a wonderful first experience and hooked me. I hear they want to do it again. Yes. We, we've talked about it. That's a rumor. It is a rumor. Maybe, but maybe the female version. Oh. Female version, I yeah. If we did it again, I would do a female version. Yeah, because, because of course, our joke is that we'll do it in drag. And, and that, <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, good. And that's when you've her eyes already. <laughs> that's for All you. Right, so and that's def- for you, Carol. Love you. The, the definition of the female version is there's no women in it. Is this the definition now? What the heck? Well, you know, the Jesus or the brothers would have to be played by women then, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we'll be equal. We're very fair about it. <laughs> Um, but no, you've been in a lot of shows. Um, you and I, in fact, have worked across different theater groups as well. Yeah. Um, we've both been in shows at the Toledo Repertory Theater. Two. Um, two of them. Uh, just two? Uh, feels one, like more. One slight hitch, and it came from Mars. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like feels like we're just old hands there, but frankly, neither of us. Have you been in anything else with them? Our Town. Our Town. Um, you I did, did some town. backstage yep. oh, work right. for so them. I saw you in Our Town, in fact. Yep. Yep. Oh, backstage. Uh, okay. I did backstage on Bus Stop. So okay, backstage on bus stop. Mm-hmm. That's right. I remember bus stop. Our good friend Norb Nowak uh, was also in. I think both those productions as mm-hmm. well. Yes. Yeah, yep. and he's done some other things as well. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. We're we're just throwing out names here that no one else may know in the audience, but you know, gosh, we like to toss out the names. It makes us feel good. <laughs> yes, and for the, if they're listening, they, if they they're get listening, to, they they get the nice like, little shout out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. So. Yep, so we're, we're very pleased to have you enjoying the discussion today. Um, but before we get to the discussion today, I understand that we have a field report to, to turn in. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, um, turns out that uh, Mr. Burchette Ross has been traveling. I have seen traveling. many shows, but we aren't going to talk about his travels yet. No. No, We're going to no, stay closer yeah. to home. Tune in for um, that for me yeah, later. We're, we're going to stretch his uh, recent trip to Broadway. 
once again to New York City. We're going to stretch that out over two or three different episodes um, because even though we talk about community theater here, we feel it's good to keep apprised of what's happening in the professional world because eventually that will come down to us in community theaters for the most part, except, you know, for fan of the opera that they still seem to refuse to let us do uh, for <laughs> reasons unknown jersey boys jersey, can't touch oh, it yet would love jersey boys wouldn't we now now but just remember um el, el de facto captain that um the, the farther we stretch this out the the more my memory tends to be be a little on the shady side um before you know it i'll be telling you that matthew broderick started everything yeah um i understand you had a close call with matthew broderick this last trip so <laughs> yeah well that's what yes they we almost did. saw him again on stage <laughs> we almost did but we were relieved we didn't yeah. um love you matthew yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> No, we, but uh, 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 before, yes. But, but yeah, so let's talk about Tootsie. Tootsie is, uh, now we saw that down in Toledo at the Stranahan. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those uh, musicals that, of course, originated from uh, the movie, uh, Tootsie, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, I, I, uh, eh. Eh? Eh. That's yeah. the whole review? That was, oh. that was a review in the nutshell. Eh. eh. Uh, it was, it was a very funny script. Uh, it stayed pretty close to the original. Uh, the big difference being, uh, instead of it being taking place in a soap opera, him getting a role as a, a woman in a soap opera, he gets the role on Broadway of a new musical called Juliet uh, that takes place because in this version, Juliet didn't die and lived, and then Juliet goes on to have this next, her next big romance, and it's a big romantic musical, and uh, the the character of Michael, uh, Tootsie, uh, ends up playing, getting the part of her nurse. And then, of course, you know, you've got the director who's a real sexist, misogynist jerk, and, in you know, Michael straightens them out, and of course, and everybody loves Dorothy and, and the whole bit. But of course, that way they can add all the music in, um, you know, to the show as well. So, so the music takes place within the, within the some of it, the other play. It's within the show. It's some a show within it. a show, kind of. It thing. is a show within a show, and it does take place a little bit. So, with the music, uh, did you enjoy it? You did not enjoy it. Not the music. I, I didn't dis. I didn't dislike it. I just much like you said with uh, Evan Hansen, it was just mediocre. There was there was nothing mediocre. Yes. Mediocre. <laughs> I don't know what mediocre. Is. <laughs> it, it's it was even less than mediocre. It was mediocre. mediocre. Um, but yeah, it was mediocre. There was nothing that that came out of that that I was like, yeah. Well, just so our listeners know, David Yazbek was the uh, is the musical. Uh, the composer, and he also some of his credits were the Full Monty, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, and Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown, which all three were nominated for Tony Awards. So I it's interesting, yeah. really, that, that you would make that comment about. Yeah, and I've I've listened to all those soundtracks and liked them, but mm-hmm. but um yeah, this one I mean, uh, and, and I will, and as in in the future I'm gonna when I talk about some of the other musicals that we just recently saw in New York that I had never heard the music of. Uh, it, really made me realize that the music of Tootsie, I did not, well, I take that back. There's a, the opening song of Act 2 is cute, uh, and I can't tell you what the title is because it has the big F-bomb in it in the title. Oh. Oh, yeah. But. Fudge. Fudge. Oh, fudge. Save that for our next discussion. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, the, um, 
the music was okay. I really honestly would have preferred to have seen it as a comedy. Just as a straight comedy, I think it would have worked just a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, the music to me was distracting and boring. But but the least, music felt forced. I don't want to say. Was it? I don't know if it's forced. Mm-hmm. Was it Dave Grusin's original theme? Was that one of the themes they used? No, they didn't use any of the original stuff. Oh. They didn't. I was waiting for something. I was waiting for, you know, someone's telling me it might be you or, you know, some one of those songs or the Tootsie song that Stephen Bishop did. But um, no, they didn't use any of that. It was all new music. And it just it just was kind of it, it, it was like it was vanilla. Yeah, it was extremely vanilla. That's too bad. So. But, but if you consider the music, if it related to the show that was within the show. Um, it worked okay maybe maybe that was different so so the, yeah. it wasn't in the traditional sense of you know uh, the michael character's off doing something contemplating something that he sings a song it was like okay we're well going on no stage they had that both something. Oh, they, they had both, both they had okay. both you know they had where he was singing you know oh i you know i thought i was doing a good thing and now i'm in love with this woman and blah 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 and she knows me as you know so there were yeah it was it had both it had the music within the show and then it had its own you know character music um for each character but again it was vanilla i didn't care for the music i didn't walk out humming a tune or even thinking about a tune um and that to me was the most disappointing when you when you go see a musical that to me is like that's it but it is uh but it was the the show was funny the actors were great uh the sets were really good i love say what about set design anything yeah set design was new interesting that we could steal not really i mean I love incorporate into our own productions. I love a they they used what I what I call and I don't know what it's really called. They used the cabinets, um, which is uh, you know they bring out these big cabinets and then they open them up and all of a sudden it's the apartment. Okay. Oh, and then they shut okay. it yeah. and then they yeah, spin it that. around and they open up the other side and, and it's something else. And it's something else. We did. Yeah. We've used that technique a couple times on our stage. Um, most Mary Poppins. Recently it was Mary yeah. Poppins. I'm thinking when we started with the exterior of the house and then we opened the house up to reveal the interior. But they, it sounds like they took it another step further by having two sides. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that's an interesting idea. Yeah. Um, but it took about six of them to spin that thing around and so they were, open it up. So, so it wasn't motorized. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't motorized. Yeah. No. So, so that's something we could copy, though, and on, if we ever get back on a big stage like that again. Right. Mm-hmm. If we can figure out the weight problem. Yeah. Oh, well, and that, that was a problem we had. Yeah. Um, I'm going all the way back to Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. as I often do, um, because we discovered that way too much the floors tend, of the stages tend to be soft. Oh, yeah. Because they're intended for dancing. It's plowed and right started in. started plowing right in, so Ooh. we couldn't move the sets. We had to come up with a different solution. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. That's yeah. why good insurance is a good thing. <laughs> that's, <laughs> why we, that's why we have insurance. That's, um, why we, that's why you become a member, because you've got to be registered as a member so you're covered by our insurance. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. But, but, and we've seen that technique also um, at, at things like ActFest. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where they've they've brought in boxes and just kind of keep opening up and opening up and to yeah. other reveal other things. So that's that's interesting. So that's great. Yeah. Um, so all in all, I would uh, you know for me personally, and of course this is just a one old man's opinion, and you know what they say about opinions, but um, I'd give it a C. A C. Wow. C. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, I'm glad I went and saw it, just to say I saw it, but eh. It's not something I'd ever run back to again. Here's the ultimate litmus test. Did you get a magnet? 
Yes, I did. Okay. Well, I just get a magnet because any show I go see, I got to have the magnet. That's it's available. If you didn't like the show, you probably wouldn't see, have I bought just, the magnet. I just saved the program. In comparison to Officer and a Gentleman. I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering on that one. Too. I was waiting. Uh, yes, I liked it better than Officer and a Gentleman, mm-hmm. which is actually, to Bob's point, the only show I walked out and said, no, I don't need a magnet. <laughs> Oh, so I did. I guess you're right because I didn't buy a magnet for that. I was like, I don't need a magnet. I don't need nothing for that show. Okay, well, excellent. Well, thank you so much for that show report, Brian. As our as no our problem, field Dave. reporter, and oh. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> He's going up the gangplank of the Hindenburg. <laughs> going on. Um, so so exciting. So that's good. So. Um, as we are recording this, we are entering into what is commonly known in the vernacular as the holiday season. So, for the rest of our time today, we thought it might be fun just to review Christmas shows. Cool. Um, or, even beyond that, are there other shows that people do this time of year that are considered holiday shows that maybe don't pertain to Christmas? Mm. Um, you know, are there, I don't know if there's any shows uh, devoted to things like Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or something like that. Um, because Christmas, you know, is the the big holiday. Mm-hmm. And New Year's Eve falls in there, too. Is there Are there shows for New Year's? Um, we just finished a production of A Christmas Carol. Um, us and about 89% of the rest of the groups in, in the in the country are doing a Christmas carol right yeah. now. And the rep uh, just put one out, too. Yeah, the rep yeah. has it. They've been doing it for 30 or 40 years now. Now, wasn't that normally at the Valentine? Well, they've, they've, the rep has always been the one doing it, though, but they've been going to other venues. Ah. So they're back. I think they went back to their own stage this year. Um, but they had done it at the Valentine. I think they've done it as, as uh, in the Stranahan as well, which is you know is a giant. I don't know how many thousand seat auditorium. Um, the Valentine. I don't know which one seats more. I think um, the Valentine does. Yeah, because I, really? I, I seem to remember the, their big advertising push was that people they were flying people mm-hmm. during Christmas Carol. Well, I haven't seen the Toledo one in a long time, but I, they were back at their. It was in their theater still um i was very impressed with it at that point um they they did neat things like the bed so when ghost christmas past came out how she took her took scrooge from place to place was on the bed so the bed would spin around oh. i'm pretty sure that was in toledo i don't know if they still do it and um, speaking of ours if you don't mind me saying we actually have our bed did move we our bed did move, but, move. but we do have because uh, uh, we just players finished it this weekend we do have two of our own uh, uh, groupies uh, that were stars of the show sitting yep. right yep. right here right now, Mr. Yep. Yeoman and Ms. McBee. Yep, Bob Bob was Ebenezer, and uh, Ms. McBee was uh, the ghost of Christmas past, among a couple other small characters, I believe. Yep. Hmm? Yes. Oh, oh, and yeah. and Dave, yes, yeah, and our own illustrious. Well, well, I, I adapted. Sorry, I it. forgot. <laughs> I adapted it. I um, thought you were having a stroke. Um, or, or I should say, it was interesting because I gave my permission to uh, to the director to uh, uh, Val Jonas to um, kind of <laughs> take. She took two of my adaptions and put them together and kind of uh, took what she liked best from both of them because you know, let's face it, Christmas Carol. We know the story. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's good about it. Now I know the publishing houses aren't going to be happy with me, the rights houses, but you don't have to buy a Christmas Carol. 
you can take it yourself and cut out cut out what you need and rewrite it um, if you have any skills at all. You know, Dickens has already written it. Um, it's just a matter of kind of rearranging it and figure out what you can do on stage and what you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But And Christmas Carol, though, as we're talking about it, it's probably this, is this the right word, the seminal Christmas show. I mean, it's been going on since 1843. Wow. Um, and it was a Adapted onto stage plays almost, I think, before Dickens died, even. Yes. This is one of his most popular works, if not the most popular. That's the show um, that took over. Originally, he was doing uh, readings from all of his books and uh, poems. And he was doing that, and then it got too weary for him. Mm-hmm. So it became a Christmas carol. That's what everybody wanted to hear. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's what he just, he would come in, introduce it, start it. Then come back at the end to collect the money, basically. Yeah. Well, my my memory is um, there's a wonderful book out called The Man Who Invented Christmas, I believe. Um, it's about Charles Dickens and his uh, his career, and especially about Christmas Carol. And it was made into a television um, movie as well. I cannot remember what network it's on. It's probably out there on Netflix or someplace you want to find it. I want to say it's TNT, and it was... It had something to do with Queen Victoria. Yeah, I thought it was very good. I watched yeah. it. Um, something I didn't realize, for example, when when uh, Dickens came to America, his American tour was pretty much a, considered a flop. He hated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think mm-hmm. he found the American audiences rude. They didn't relate to him. Um, it was just a whole, whole thing. Um, but, you know, we loved the book. Still do. And gosh, it's been adapted and readapted um, in different ways. Spirited being the last one I know that Apple um, has right now. Oh, yes. Uh, um, with uh, Ryan Reynolds and, and Will, Ferrell. Uh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell, yeah. Um, Which so I thought was cute. It's cute. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. Oh, my life has changed because I saw this movie. It was nowhere near as good as the Bill Murray Scrooged. Yeah, Scrooge. Oh, I loved Scrooged. I do too. I watch it every year. That's yeah, that. That is the only one I watch in that version. And I, I love it mainly because of the concept that the ghost, which is, it's not a spoiler, I think, but same thing in Spirited, that the ghosts are never retired. <laughs> They're yeah. still out there doing their thing every Christmas, um, just met, picking on different people. Yep, yep. Um, so they're at it. Um, but other Christmas shows, what, you know, because Christmas Carol's a given, um, what other ones, you know, I think Christmas Story is is a given now too it's become quite popular mm-hmm. yeah um we d- we've done the stage version ourselves a couple times i know there's a musical version mm-hmm. oh well, I've i think, never even I think seen that's it. what I've the croswell just did the musical version right and well and, they did it because they had a holiday i don't know assortment you'd call it back when i was still doing shows with them and it was a really lovely song. A mother's work is never done. Yeah. Well, and it's really it was one of those you you welled up. Yeah. Mm. I and I've got to give a shout out to Midland Center for the Performing Arts. Uh, they just did the they're doing the or just did the Christmas Story the musical. Um, a person I know through the Community Theater Association, Emily Anderson, is starring as a mother. But one of our own alum from Monroe Community Players is the choreographer, I believe, Christina Campion. Oh, really? 
Kelly, wow. who isn't Christina Compion anymore because she got married, but um, she's <laughs> oh, we don't want to talk about her. Then. But but she, I, I'm pretty sure I saw that she she did oh, the uh, choreography. So that that's a wonderful thing that you know. And again, she's someone awesome. we all knew. Just so you all know, mm-hmm. someone we all knew growing up. She played Dorothy for me in Wizard of Oz once upon a time, and a wonderful talent. It's just it was just so wonderful to see that she's working for, frankly. a Pretty big time outfit. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's well, the first Christmas movie I would remember was Auntie Mame. Yes. Which, which I think that can be part of a discussion. Is that really a Christmas movie? Christmas is in it, and Christmas is a large portion of it. Well, Auntie Mame, mm-hmm. it's just really the that one section of her life when she's down and she has to go to work in the store for Christmas, right? And then they have the bit down in Texas. Is that a Christmas? Am I blending the two? I didn't think it was Christmas. I'm blending the two together. But I think that's where we need a little Christmas, I believe, comes from the musical version of it. Right, right. And isn't, isn't, uh, and on that note, isn't Meet Me in St. Louis, that has a Christmas, that has actually my favorite Christmas song of all time, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. That that song will choke me up every time I look. Well, and we can't forget, if we're using that as the category being Christmas shows, I've been in Christmas show twice as Daddy Warbuck. No, no. Annie. Annie ends with the big Christmas scene. Yeah, so uh, can you really call that a Christmas movie with one scene? But but there it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I guess that's that's, <laughs> that's our discussion. Yeah, that's what discussion. makes it a Christmas show? Could you put it on at Christmas time? Of and, and say, here's a Christmas show for you because it's got a scene with Christmas in it. And I'll go one. I'll give you another one. Mentions Christmas at the beginning. Mentions Christmas at the end. Mentions New Year's as a song about New Year's. Rent. <laughs> that, that's a stretch. <laughs> but I'm saying yeah. they, they get locked out on New Year's. Um, they they sing their several songs and mention you know Christmas Christmas. You know I, I don't I can't think, but it's taking place at Christmas time. What's her name at the end dies on New Year's and then comes back. <gasps> oh, and, spoiler, and spoiler. Did I spoil that for somebody? And it's an angel, and it's an angel that brings her back. Yes. It's almost like someone actually wrote it. <laughs> okay, so so what about uh, Wonderful Life, um, the radio show? Yep. Well, even the oh, that's not show. Christmas. No. We've done both. <laughs> yeah. We've done both the in players. We have done both the radio show and the regular production. We've done the radio show twice. Yes. At least. Yeah, yeah, we have. I got to play the uncle for once. Yeah, I, I should have brought. I didn't bring my big list of all the shows we've done, but we've done that. We also times. did uh, best Christmas pageant ever. Yep, which is well, always we've done a, that a couple a, times too. I think that's the one we've. Didn't I say? Isn't that the one we've done the most five times? I think it five. Is. Ooh, yeah. As long as you've got a fireman, you've got a show. Though with this, <laughs> this with this production of Christmas Carol, we they may be tied by this point. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah, yeah. You need the fireman for that. Y'all did Tuna Christmas. Y'all yep. did. Yeah. Do. <laughs> Tuna Christmas is a Christmas show. That's a Christmas show. That's I mean, a Christmas show. Back to the point that uh, if you do the production the right way, which I think we did. Uh, I, I say every yes. Every scene has its own tree. Yes. Every location. And That's the way some of the be. professional yes. productions would actually drag the trees out at the end. So all the trees took a bow, essentially. Mm-hmm. So you could see all the different trees that were used. Yeah. Really? Yeah, there's because there's about six or seven of them by the time you're done. Yeah, see, oh, yeah. Dave and Bob did it here in Monroe. I did it up in Ipsy, and I, you guys did the same thing that we did, then used a tree for each 
because I know my Dee so tree So the house has a tree, the Dee has a tree. Yeah. We had hand grenades hanging off the trees. Yeah, shotgun and shells. Shotgun shells, all that wonderful stuff. Yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of things the set designer can play play with. Oh, yeah, yeah. That just adds to their characters in that. So, um, There's another show that I've never seen called, I think, The Christmas Schooner. That oh, I yeah. Some people think to talk highly of. It was about a schooner in Lake Michigan, I believe, that was carrying Christmas trees. Um, and I think it sank. Yeah, the weather it got started rough. The tiny ship was tossed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if not for the courage, the fearless crew. Those Christmas But it had something to do with you know how they lost. saved the people and everything. And um, I've heard uh, that it was it's a, a very uplifting show. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah, as you open the so yeah, catalog for MTI, it's like first page. Okay. They still have a catalog. They still had a catalog. Paper. Paper. Wow. I'm on the mailing list. Okay. I miss those J.C. Penny Christmas catalogs. Aren't they the best? They were the best. And the Sears. Sears and, Sears and the J.C. Penny's and the Montgomery Ward. The Toys I mean, are us. Come on. <laughs> yep, Toys R Us. But I remember, little kid, I remember just going make, through there, circling everything. Make your yeah. list. Thanks, yeah. Don't use the yellow crayon. Use the blue one so I can see it. I'll tell you what I said. After we're done here, I'll tell you what I actually was circling that made my mom go, why are you circling that? But that's a whole different. That's another story. That's a whole different story. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Um... Charlie Brown Christmas, yep. Um, Which we yeah. tried, we tried and tried and tried. Actually, I think we should start like no. now. I really do think we need to do that too. Uh, Charlie Brown and uh, they have a whole bun- bunch out there. Uh, Rudolph, uh, there's a junior. I think there's also a regular version of Rudolph. I'm, I'd like to know what the difference is because this is something that Ron brought up in a, in a more recent podcast, and I can't because when I was looking for the rights to Charlie Brown, and there was you know I find the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, and then I find a Junior Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer Junior, and I'm like, why do we need a difference in this one since it's pretty <laughs> since much it was pretty much for three hundred bucks. Be good. Well, well, maybe I think it's the size of the Bumble costume is the difference. Is that- <laughs> <laughs> But I, I can, I and I didn't read either one, so I don't well, know why. But that kind of like, goes back to an earlier episode, probably what fourteen. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Kathleen's we're, looking we're, at us. That's an inside that's joke. Just, you'll you'll know as we're going along. We're trying to hit certain points. I had to talk about Annie. <laughs> <laughs> being Daddy Warbucks not once but Someone twice. Someone has to make a cat sound. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> um, and for the baseball aficionados, yes, there's a sports analogy. There's sports right? analogy. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah we're, we're looking for new in jokes. And wait, new, and Fruit Loops has to fit in here somewhere, right? Yes. Okay. Not tricks, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Fruit Loops. <laughs> okay, so, uh, I'm sorry, Bob raised his hand. We let no, no, no. <laughs> he just got excited because he heard we, Fruit Loops. Loops. <laughs> we serial aficionados deal with this kind of prejudice all the time. <laughs> Go back to your special K morning. Yeah. <laughs> For heaven's sake. And, and we'll go into the tangent verse here a little bit. So, what was the name of that serial we were talking about the other day? Kaboom. Kaboom. Yeah. Had like clown shaped faces, I think. Yeah. Different fruit, fruit flavors. Oh my god. Which could oh. be Fruit Loops. Yeah. That was before my time. I got caught up in the whole new Quake thing. Quake versus Quisp? Yeah, well, they changed Quake because oh, that's right. Quake you wasn't went... working, so they. 
They made him Ron, Ron's head is exploding over here. And Kathleen's like, yeah, this is called the tangent verse, and this Told is what we fun. do. I was like, how did we get here? Yeah. <laughs> the tangent universe. Well, what, what, but wait and watch what how we get back. like yourself don't get is that cereals used to be a big deal. Oh, big deal. Oh, big no, deal. I, I get deal. cereals never, for a big deal. Lucky you, Charms only happened at Grandma's house. That's the only time we got oh, Lucky Charms. That's interesting. Yes. Oh, so you never, yeah. you never My grandmother actually, ate grape nuts. <laughs> you never actually ate the cereal. It's like you're going down the and go who's got the best toy inside oh, yeah. yep. yep. okay since we're on the cereal thing what what i used to love to do when i was a kid and i think this, this is this is kind of nice we're talking christmas and what do we do at christmas we reminisce a lot that's you know what we do anyway when i was a kid we we my mom bought rice krispies and cheerios quite a bit because there weren't a sugar cereal. and then she would lightly put just a little bit on top yeah. Yeah. see then she'd go get ready for work and i would take and dump <laughs> And, and I, but I didn't, this is really horrible. I wouldn't stir it. You take it and let it sit at the bottom. And then when you take that cereal, you scrape that bottom and get a big old chunk of sugar right in there. Oh, yeah. Your teachers must have loved you. I <laughs> Oh, you just you just feel your gums go, no, 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 no. But yeah, um, yeah. So that's that's what I did as a kid because we, we didn't have a lot of that. We couldn't sugar smacks once in a while, but that was about it. But. I don't I don't know if there are any cereal based shows. <laughs> <laughs> well, there might be in Candyland reference. I didn't oh. know there was as many cartoon based. Well, we'll we'll get to that when I get to. Yeah. Well, that's but, the whole nostalgia. Well, uh, so so kind of circle back to our topic du jour. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> um, so so we've named like so Christmas Carol, Christmas Story, Wonderful Life. Um, some that we think are probably you know on the edge of being Christmas shows because people do any any time of year. Do they have a show for uh, Elf? Yes. Elf is yeah. Elf. I Elf mean, you got to one. That, that's got to be a good one. I, I saw that last year at the Stranahan actually. Enjoyed it very much. Musical? And I, and I believe mm-hmm. the yeah. Grinch is available. Yes, out. Grinch oh, is yes. available too. Oh. Yep, that's, oh. a, that's a big one. But 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 yeah, I, I, are there other traditional Christmas shows that that we're just not thinking about? And I'm I'm not nece- I'm not necessarily talking you know the religious kind of shows. I do believe the Celine area players just did. I uh, guess Virginia, there is a Santa Claus. Oh oh okay. oh! I've heard that. Show. And then also it. Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, of course. How could I forget? And I think Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street has both versions: a musical and non-musical version. Yeah. Now and White Christmas, one that if oh yeah, if, if, if there's someone out there who knows how to get rights from Rankin Bass, um, the the people who did all those wonderful Christmas specials, I'd love the year without a Santa Claus. Yes, Shirley Booth. Um, well, if we could get her too, that would be a miracle. <laughs> but I'd go for it. It would literally be a miracle, but, but folks. I, I have I've got the uh, Mister, you know, the the Miser Brothers song in my head. Oh yeah, Mister Snow Good. Miser. Yeah. Mr. Fun. Oh, I love that. I love that one. And the Mr. Heat Miser. It's like, I just would love to do that number. You could just do them all in concert. You know, everybody walks up with dressed in black and white with red folders and just, hmm. the snowman. Actually, yeah, it might not be a bad idea. Copyrighted Robert Yeoman, 20%. Yeah. <laughs> Already? <laughs> well, you'd have to get ASCAP rights and everything to do the music, but... That's for the lawyers to deal with. I am a creative. But, you know, <laughs> I, I think uh, some sort of holiday uh, musical review might be fun. Throw in a few traditional hymns, and you got yourself a show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
absolutely everybody uh, everybody loves the music of the holiday you know it just sets i think yeah. it added so much to our show oh it did a christmas yeah. carol mm-hmm. having the choir and the singers and the the songs within yeah just added something yeah well, and even the way you ended it with that we wish you a merry christmas and then you got the whole you know, the whole audience singing along and, and it, it was it was you know i i and I, I've told Dave this, and Ron knows this, I don't know about you two, but um, I, I just have never really been a fan of the, the Christmas Carol. I, I I don't care for the, I didn't care for it in any version other than maybe Scrooge. Um, that being said, adding that music to me was like, oh, this is kind of, it, it yeah, lifted you up a little bit, lifted that heart up a little bit. So, um, yeah, I thought that was excellent. I thought it was great. It was great. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Not that I can take credit for it, but say. say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go for it. No one will listen. <laughs> now, Brian, you know I'm sorry, we have listeners all over the country and world. <laughs> now, to be, uh, I just meant our players. To be fearful, Brian, you could just have that whole <laughs> sugar that, rush that thing. true. <laughs> uh, but no, we... Uh, <laughs> But uh, I do think uh, White Christmas is a is a good. Yeah. Oh, I didn't um, think about White Christmas. You're right. Uh, so, so at this point, we're saying we should already be thinking of our Christmas. Absolutely. Yes, I do. Well, so and, and that's, next year. If that's a lesson we learned this year, is we waited too long to try to get the rights for any of the regular uh, regular Christmas shows. You don't want to be in a position where you're forced to do, to do a Christmas Carol because right. it's the only thing you can get on short notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, there's I imagine there's probably a thousand different versions of it out there. Oh yeah. Or or something back and forth on it. Um, interestingly enough, the script, one script I had tried once upon a time was to try to tie it into old TV characters. So some of the names of the characters in this version we just did actually are references back to TV shows. Some of the, the um, some of the cast did ask me that question yeah, if yeah. I knew that specifically, yeah, well, and I said I yeah, can't answer but, that. But <laughs> but but it's it's much more traditional today. But originally, you know, we would have seen a little more of Lucy and Ethel and being Lucy and Ethel. Um, well, I did get Mrs. McGillicuddy in there. Yes, you did. <laughs> it was a different name every night, Bob. <laughs> it was a different Bob every night. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I know. Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha, Martha, Martha. I'm like, are we serious? <laughs> I remember um, Val cutting that and just going, you can't cut that. That's a great joke. <laughs> Well, no one's going to get the reference. It's a great joke for those of us of a certain age. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And those of us who may have been home last night watching A Very Brady Christmas. Yes, that was. <laughs> yes. So the, is there a stage adaptation of that? A Very, a very Brady, Brady Christmas? Christmas? Yeah. I don't know. I oh. doubt it. I, there's a, there, is a, there are a couple of different versions of the stage version of A Brady Bunch. Yeah. Um, really? out there, oh. but I don't know about the Christmas. I, I do know that they, they have one stage version that kind of combines several episodes. And I think it is, I think they matched that up with the silver platter. Okay. Yeah. That might Music. be at Christmas. Oh, mm-hmm. well, and, and as Brian discovered, um, there are actually a bunch of, on your trip to New York when you found Doonesbury the musical. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are oh. actually quite a few shows that are, I believe are based on car- comic strips. Yeah, the Broadway Museum. But yeah. there's a reason nobody knows about them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, Annie is, is the rare... Uh, well popular one yes i've mentioned charlie two, three brown times now. Twice charlie three times brown, in charlie one brown but only oh it's christmas uh, let's uh, have, good let man, have charlie it. brown mm. in particular and but you know there was a sequel snoopy that isn't done as much 
mainly because I think the music's in like a key of F sharp plus or something. It's, it's <laughs> sharp like, plus. There's a lot of sharps in there. <laughs> I think Garfield would be pretty hard to pull off. You know? Yeah, I don't know if there's a Garfield one, but I, I do re- do think there's one on Beetle Bailey. I know there's one on the comic strip Luann, which is a, a, a not as a popular comic strip, but it's it's one I enjoy. I can't believe that um, they, they had a Doonesbury, but they didn't try to do a Bloom County. Because I would have oh, loved well, Bloom they County way before Doonesbury. See, that's the other thing. We never know about the shows that don't make it. Well, that's true. Yeah, well, they did Spider-Man, too. Yep. Until, uh, unfortunately, that, that turned out to be a logistical nightmare and people were getting, too many people were getting injured. However, I do have a story about the actor, um, but I will do that in one of my uh, future reports because he was in one of the other shows I saw. I'm glad he survived. I'm glad he did, too. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, too many of them got sp- sp- splatted. I, I think, unfortunately, somebody may have died in that original yeah, production. Yeah, the <gasps> bone fragment or something in his head. Because of the special effect, the stunts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they, they make it look easy in the Marvel Universe, but that's CGI for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, yeah. How many Spider-Men did they have during a show? I think it... Uh, does anybody remember how many Spider-Men there were no. for one showing of it? I think it was like 15 or something of them because they jumped back and forth so it looks like he swung oh, I see all over. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It might have been. It might yeah, have been. I wouldn't want to be the backup for Spider-Man. Nope. No. Nope. No, 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 no. He's down. Come on. Next. Uh-uh. <laughs> Doc Ock wins. Shut the curtain. We're done. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be Green Goblin. We're not really sure. We got it for 50% off after Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I believe that was done by the same person who had done Disney's Lion King. Yeah. The director. And it mm-hmm. was just Julie Taymor? I, yeah, I think that sounds right. There's no flying in Lion King, though, is no. there? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, no. But they thought her expertise and, and her vision would carry forward and ended up just not working very well. Yeah. So let me ask you guys this. Since it's kind of a this is kind of a holiday uh, episode, I'm curious because I've got all my friends gathered around here by our nice fire, and we're drinking our hot cocoa with our marshmallows eggnog. and our eggnog, which Ron keeps spiking, but I can't figure out why. Oh, stop it! Um, what is what is every one of you? What is your, one of your favorite uh, song Christmas songs from a Christmas musical or a musical that has? Christmas in it. Well, you can't top that. <laughs> Close the book. We're done. That's got to be the best one. <laughs> that is pretty good. I, I like it. We need a little Christmas. Uh, from Maine. From Maine. Yeah. Run. Uh, that would be uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas, Judy Garland. Yep, that's a good one. That's that's my favorite, Bob. You're a mean one, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. Of course, yeah. Mr. Scrooge likes Mr. Grinch. <laughs> love it, love it. Okay. I'm just curious. Yeah, that's the same. And that's what's yours, Brian? Yeah. Oh, what's yours, Brian? What's yours, huh? Have yourself a merry little Christmas. I just think it's wonderfully warm and sentimental, and there's a few lines in there that get me. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. yeah. So hopefully we get Die Hard the musical soon, and we get a true Christmas musical. (sighs) 
greatest Christmas movie ever made. <laughs> now, wait a second. Do the sequels count as Christmas movies, too? Uh, the, only the second one. Only, only on April Fool's. You mean the Die Hards? Yeah. The second one also takes place on Christmas it Eve. It does. On a, okay. in, on a plane. How many are there? Four? Four or five. More than. Imagine the big musical, Yippie ki Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> There's nice. now, in real life, there is something seriously wrong with. Um, First of all, yes, yeah, he has a he has a, a some kind of disease where he cannot remember things or he can't. Yeah, um, it, it, I do not recall what it was. Whether wait a second, do you have it too, Dave? No. Oh, you just said you can't recall. <laughs> I get. I see what you did there. Ah, nice. Um, there was the setup. There's the. Oh. I don't. I don't think they call the dementia. They call it something aphasia. Else. Aphasia. Yeah. I know that from Star Trek. Okay. Aphasia's on stun. Oh. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> There's your Christmas present wrapped up in a bow. <laughs> I'm going to go home now. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no. Uh, but I do think Die Hard. I mean, I know we're going to digress here again, but Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I'm sorry, it is. Okay. But I also think Batman Returns is a Christmas movie. So what? What do I? Blasphemy. Uh, it is. It takes place at Christmas time. Yeah, but that costume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even at the end, Bruce Wayne says, "God bless us, everyone," or something no. to that version. Oh. He goes, "The costume. <laughs> what have you done, Alfred?" <laughs> I was gonna say Batman can't say Tiny Tim's line. Does he no, really? He does. He says something like that, like "Goodwill to all of us, Alfred" or something. You know, it's a, it's very. So Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> oh jeez. <laughs> well, we're not talking. We're not going far that far back to that classic, which is a classic. So, so did we hit your point, Dave? Or I don't know. We just kind of rattled off different shows. So hopefully, it gives some people some ideas out there about what they might do for their next season. I do think the uh, takeaway is if you want to do a show like yeah, the Charlie Brown, get it, get it, get it early, get it early, the and now. then okay, and the other thing I think you need to consider is your timing of when you're going to yes. do that show because the season is so busy for people. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting it out there, getting it promoted early, getting well, it on people's and, radar. And this may be something for consideration as well. We when we were doing Christmas Carol, you know, we 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 were trying to do Charlie Brown, um, which we did not get the rights for, but we were looking at the starting this show the week before Thanksgiving, which something in my gut personally says that's too early. Mm-hmm. But the thinking was, let's get a jump on all the rest of the holiday stuff and do it at that time. Um, uh, so for whatever reason, I was, I guess, outvoted. Um, but then as time went on and we realized we weren't going to get the rights to the show we wanted, that, that we would have to switch gears, then it became, okay, which weekend before Christmas? Um, part of me wonders, and this is something for other groups to consider, is, you know, because I think I even asked the question, do we dare try to do just a Reader's Theater thing and try to do it on actually on Christmas Eve? Are there enough people out there mm-hmm. that want to take their family out to see some on Christmas Eve? Like... And, and I don't know, this is probably the same thing that other people like Nutcracker, for example, which is, tends to be, is a ballet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do they go through the same thing? Or is it just the week before Christmas, two weeks before Christmas? So I think it's a good question. Is, is, is it fair game anytime after Thanksgiving? 
but then you have the problem of your cast. I was going to say, yeah. not only do you have attendance, uh, but you know, will your cast commit to if that? If I'm getting paid for it, that's different. It might be different, but <laughs> sure. but as a volunteer cast, you know, when are they willing to come in and do it for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's how we settle on basically the second week of, of which I think is a good December week. here. I think a second week is always good because that still gives two weeks before Christmas. Right. People are in, in the Christmas spirit by then. Yes, those who are going to be. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think second weekend. Is and now in our neck of the woods, um, here in Monroe County, Michigan, we almost all avoid anything on the first weekend because that's when Ida has their big Christmas parade. Yes. Right. Yep. Which for those of you who are living out of state, listening to us from far across the globe, Indiana, there at least Indiana, <laughs> at least Indiana. Indiana. Um, this little town of Ida quadruples maybe in size and population um probably from you know thousand people of four or five thousand i don't know how many show up to watch this parade a lot and basically just so you know if you want to see a combine covered in lights (laughs) this is the chance to see that this is the place to be yeah see all the farm equipment you you ever wanted to see on lights disney has main street electric parade has nothing on this not on the combines now, interestingly enough, though, uh, I, several very cold bands, marching bands. The uh, this year, their attendance was um, quite low. Really, really, it was nowhere near what. Um, and in fact, and I was told by uh, firsthand people that I work with that worked out there that it wasn't even in the middle of the parade. People were just getting up and leaving. Now, part of that was because they said it was very, very cold that night. Okay. Um, but okay. at the same time, I remember a lot of freezing nights where that place was packed. I say, I wouldn't call it that cold for Michigan in December. I didn't think it was that weekend either. But, um, but yeah, people were getting up the middle of it by then and just leaving. So I guess it, this year's turnout was nothing compared to well, what. And, and I'm still thinking, now, we had great turnouts for Christmas Carol. Yes, um, we did. Part of it, though, of course, is our venue is smaller than, than we've filled in the past. But... I still think people are a little wary of coming out in yeah. great, into big crowds, mm-hmm. especially because let's remember, folks, it's not just COVID out there still. We've still got flu. We got what this RVS. RVS. Um, yeah. God knows what else. I thought about buying an RVS, but I don't know if I'd want to drive it. <laughs> yeah. Scuggling. I guess I'm going to stick with the aphasias on stun and just go on. <laughs> <laughs> But but so that's something I don't know if other theater groups are seeing that kind of issue. Um, I think we, also our our ticket pricing was good. Yes, yes, oh, yes. Our pricing was good. I we yes. got comments from that that was just the right price. Mm. Oh, good. I, I don't I'm glad know. Glad to hear that. What was the pricing for uh, Nutcracker at RRCA? Does I have no know? idea. I want to um, say it was close to fifty bucks. Oh, a really? ticket. Oh. I think that was that for uh, an adult and a child. I say my, I wow. would have thought around twenty twenty five. Yeah, I would have guessed um, around. 20, but it depends, because uh, again, some some theaters are doing you know pricing by zone, mm-hmm. which the professional theater has been doing for years. Yep. Um, but I know Croswell, if you want a better seat, you're going to pay more. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want, and so I'm sure RRCA may be doing the same tactic. I don't know. I'd have to give a give them a call and find out what they're doing. Mm. Um, I've got a question. Did we ever consider having a preview week? So instead of saying a dress rehearsal preview where we can sell the ticket for, we have 50 tickets available at $10 each, but it's only those few tickets in order to get word of mouth going. Um, not 
we have sold dress rehearsals before and just as a caution to everybody out yeah, there if you're charging for a ticket you still pay royalties on it whether it's a dress rehearsal or not yep um because as far as the the people who own the rights are concerned that was a performance mm -hmm. um, so don't think you're going to get around by, <laughs> by charging admission to your 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 um rehearsals um i don't think we've ever done a preview week now of course that's a common thing with the professional theater mm -hmm. um shows will be tried out in preview before um, they officially open, um, but even then, I don't know if the, how much of a discount they give on their pricing. Well, I was just saying, the, the, now that we have a venue that we kind of control the times, the time work time working with the mall is challenging at lo a lot of times, but more performances that we can schedule and have the cast know that, no, we're going to have one... The weekend before the show, we're going to put on two performances for ironing out all the... Yeah, and, and we used to have invited audiences at dress rehearsal just to get a feel of what the audience, how the audience may react on opening night. I, I think um, another those, thing you those could... Those were invited at no cost. I think another thing you could add with that is maybe specifically invite your um, advertisers mm -hmm. and give them a benefit and then mm -hmm. include yeah. a backstage tour. Um, so after they preview it, they can see kind of what the backstage looks like. Mm -hmm. so. This is why we need lights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, just add a little something to it. Um, because those people that are really interested in how that all works and what's going on back there. I mean, sometimes it's, it's crazier than the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Very true. <laughs> yes. Well, and again, that, that might be something of benefit we hadn't thought about in terms of offering to the, the adver, adver, advertisers and the benefactors. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so this is good, good thoughts, good ideas. Nice, nice. Okay, well, folks. She isn't um, just a pretty face. We knew that. I know we knew that. Um, <laughs> I think the, this about wraps up our time. It's a little short episode, but not too bad. Um, but no, it's Christmas. Kind of, People got stuff to do. Hopefully, like, it looks like, hopefully we gave you some ideas and some things to chew on this episode. Um, we we promised, uh, hope everybody has a happy holiday, because by the time this comes out, it'll probably be just before Christmas. It will be. It'll um, be five days before Christmas. And we'll be excited to see everyone in the New Year's mm -hmm. as well. Um, we've decided we're not going anywhere. Um, so we certainly hope you don't. Um, but I'd like to thank everybody for listening as always. We appreciate each and every one of you. If you like this podcast, you know what to do. Please rate us, uh, et cetera, on Spotify. Though I've heard some people say they've tried to do that and they weren't able to. Do what? To, to rate, rate us, us on Spotify. Oh, hmm. I rated us. Yeah. I gave us two stars. What? What is it? One the best and five the worst? Yeah, give us five stars. Here's the um, bowl of sugar. Sit in the corner. <laughs> Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to us, you know, help spread the word that we are here. Um, we know we have listeners out there in Indianapolis. We know we have listeners on the West Coast. We have listeners all over. And I'm talking the West Coast of the United States, not of Michigan. Um, so that is something I'd like to ask folks out there. It's like, we're, we're curious to see how far away some of you are listening to us from, given that we are here in Southeast Michigan. You know, if, if you're listening to us from uh, this podcast in Australia, Germany, someplace, we would love to hear from you. And you can always reach us at yahoo.com, our Monroe Community Players at yahoo.com. Send us a little note. We'll love it. Let us know if we can read it on the air. We'll, we'll give you a shout out. Um, and if it's in a foreign language, we'll figure out how to translate it. Amen. Um, because, because <laughs> frankly, our our foreign language skills are probably not very good. Um, but if you can do it in English, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> it would help. It would help. 
Did we actually uh, get a letter? Yes. No, people do send letters, Bob. No, I know that, but of a foreign... <laughs> well, not a foreign. We got a letter, but not a... Well, it was an email. I mean, we can get emails from anywhere. Anyway, you can get that Google Translate. Yeah, if you want to send us an old-fashioned letter, <laughs> um, you can certainly do that. We're at P.O. Box 23, Monroe, Michigan, 48161. Um, Three box tops? Yeah, we, we'll, we somebody, we'll give somebody the stamp. <laughs> That'll be great. I, I think I remember what those look like. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, but yeah, letters, uh, emails, um, more groupies fun on our podcast page. And we are, I know it's not much, we, we are trying, we are trying to find some fun things um, uh, to put on there. Uh, you know, pictures of all our smiling faces, having great times doing weird things. Um, not theater weird, just theater weird. Not, I don't want to, no, never mind. <laughs> This is called edit. Done. <laughs> we, we don't get that. We, yeah, like I'm going to start I'm editing done. now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, MonroeCommunityPlayers.org. Um, let's say we, we love you. Glad to have you on board. Glad that you're with us. And we're looking so forward to a happy 2023. Who can believe that? And I just want to say before our, our, our captain here um, wraps it up, to all of you here at this table, Merry Christmas. Been a great year. Thank you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God everyone. bless us. Everyone. Every stinking one. <laughs> bah. <laughs> oh, um, Didn't say humbug. <laughs> so, question of the episode line, because I'll wait for this, is a very simple one. What is your favorite holiday show? And in any holiday, I mean, there are some Easter shows we haven't talked about. Maybe we'll have to do, do those in March or April. Yeah. Um, things like that. Okay. Um, we are the groupies. Oh, never mind. I almost forgot the whole sign-off thing here. The art and business of community theater has been a production of the Monroe Community Players and was recorded high atop the Benish Building in Monroe Public Access Cable Television Podcast Studio in beautiful downtown Monroe, Michigan. We are the groupies, and we will see you where? In the green room. In the green room. In the Thank green room. you, Ron.